Hello podcast! Today's episode is actually about social media. Don't run away just yet. Every now and again I do bits about business and marketing really for adventurers or people in the adventure industry or kind of linked somehow. The reason I do that is one because I'm fascinated in marketing but two I also I work in marketing so it's a nice way to share some of the skills that I have with you guys. I don't know, maybe it's interesting to some of you. How to get more followers. Straight up, this is not an episode about tactics or beating algorithms. Today we're going to take a holistic look at social media, and indeed society, and talk about strategies to get more followers across anything. Yes, really, whether that's Instagram, blog followers, newsletter subscribers, or friends. Let's jump into it. Being social offline. First of all, what does being sociable mean offline? Let's think about some social situations and see how people react to them. Situation one, the house party. Okay, you can call it a networking drinks and nibbles or a meetup if you'd rather. Either way, it's a large group of people in a noisy room. Imagine you're standing at the doorway to this room looking inside. What do you see? Typically people will have grouped into clusters. There will be lots of little clusters standing in circles and talking or feeling awkward in various measures. There will be a few people standing at the very edges watching everyone else. Some of them will be on their phones. Others will be propped up with a drink looking wistfully at the sociable people in the middle. Now imagine several ways of you entering the room. You could... Sneak in quietly and stand at the edge on your own. You could walk in, join a cluster and start chatting. You might move on to another group later. Or you could head over to a friend and say, stay with them all evening. You could run in and start shaking hands or saying hi to as many people as possible. That's quantity over quality. Or you could jump on the stage or the sofa and start shouting about how great you are over the rest of the noise. Which one of those might you do? Which ones would be a huge social faux pas? Okay, next situation. So number two, the small group. Next up, let's think about dynamics in small groups of strangers. Imagine that you've been put in a group of five or six people at an event. Or maybe you've joined an adventure tour as a solo traveller and are meeting your teammates for the first time. You have to chat to these people. What do you do? Well, you probably introduce yourself in basic terms. Maybe you tell them where you work or where you're from. You and they are probably also judging the rest of the group based on some very shallow things. For example, what they look like, what they're wearing, even to the extent of a RAB waterproof over a sprayway waterproof. Humans are designed to make very quick opinions of people. Have you ever heard of that soul-destroying statistic that most interviewees have got the job within the first three seconds? And situation three, the one-on-one conversation. Suppose we're still on that small group adventure. You're in a hut or a hostel in the evening and start talking to another teammate one-on-one. All you know about them is what they've offered up in the team icebreaker that morning. So shallow information like where they're from or where they work. How do you start a conversation? You probably remember something about them and ask them about it. For example... You said you work selling surfboards, right? What's that like? 
And then you go on from there, asking questions of them uh, to get more detailed information. You might find something that you have in common or that you can bond over. A few of these conversations, and by the end of the adventure trip, you're best friends. Alternatively, you can have that conversation and discover that there's something about them that jars with you. Maybe it's an opinion that you simply can't agree with, or maybe there's something about the way they behave that you really don't like. At the end of the trip, you amicably go your separate ways and never speak again. How to be sociable online. When you put a screen and the internet between people's faces, everyone seems to forget about these simple situations. The rules and nuances of social situations come so much more naturally to us in real life, but these rules still apply online. In fact, they form the basis for how and why we interact with and follow some people whilst reject others. So let's take a look at the exact counterparts of the real life situations that we just talked about. So number one was the house party, and now we're going to call it the feed. Everyone says that social media is noisy. By that they mean there are loads of voices competing for your attention at any one second. I think of the news feed or any of the scrollable bits of social media platforms as a room at the house party. Unless you're at a very specific house party, think like a Twitter chat or a Facebook group, there are going to be very few people there that you really get along with. Your task is to find these people. How did you enter the room in the house party, by the way? Remember that, and now think about how you post on social media. Did you sneak quietly and stand at the edge of the room on your own? That's the person who barely interacts with social media. They barely follow anyone. They don't reply to comments or like other people's posts. Wonder why you're not making any friends? The next option was to walk in, join a cluster and start chatting. You might move on to another group later. So that's the person who follows a few people and joins in the conversations. They might not be directly linked to their overall goal, but they chat and engage anyway. The next option was to head over to a friend and stay with them all evening. This is the person who adds their friends and only interacts with them. That's cool, but it's not the way to build a following. If you don't engage with anyone new, you won't make new friends. Or perhaps you ran in, started shaking hands and saying hi to as many people as possible, going for quantity over quality. That's the person who gets their account blocked for spam. You're not behaving like a human, you're behaving like a follow bot. And the last option was to jump on the stage or the sofa and start shouting about how great you are over the rest of the noise. So finally, this is the person who posts loads but doesn't add a human element. You're just sharing links to blog posts or telling people to buy your products. You come across as a computer or a scheduling program. People find you less interesting because you don't seem interested in them. Think very carefully about how you behave on social media. Are you one of those people? Group two was the small group. Um, and we're going to call it, for social media purposes, the engaged stranger. I'm, I'm not really sure what to call this, but basically we're going one step closer and more personal. This might be a person who has commented on one of your posts and you replied, or maybe someone who's seen you comment on something that they've liked and goes to check out who you are. This person is trying to get to know you a bit better. If this was an in-real-life interaction, they might ask you a question about yourself. On social media, they might ask you a question, but they're more likely to do at least one of the following. 
Click on your profile, scroll through the top few posts, click on any obvious links you posted, or maybe something that you've recently shared. If you haven't answered their basic question, who is this person and do I like them in those places, then you've already lost them. Get it right and you could have just got a new follower. So an action for you, look at your social media profiles. Have you summed up what you stand for in these places? Have you got the same information as people might like to know in a live group situation? If not, then change it. And situation three was the one-to-one -one, and we're gonna rename this the follower. The trick to getting people to follow you is to get them to feel like they know you. Even if they don't know you personally, they know what to expect from you on the internet. They like the vibe they get from you. It's hard to get this one-on-one -on -one relationship feeling with the internet as a medium. People struggle with this the bigger their following gets. But when you're relatively small, this is the biggest asset you've got. Some examples of how to make people feel like you care are Number one, reply to their comments. Yes, all of them. Don't just like them, say something. Uh, two, maybe follow them back, maybe share some of their content. Depends on the platform and your strategy. Number three would be to comment on their posts unbidden. For example, ask them questions. And number four is replying to emails and DMs personally. It might not be possible, but give it your best shot. I think it's particularly worth replying to long personal emails with long personal answers. Someone has stuck their neck out and shared their story with you by giving them equal attention. You've just formed a small friendship. Was that interesting or what? So many people don't think about social media in the same way as they think about forming relationships in real life. So I hope that was enlightening for you. As kind of a bonus, because we were talking about social media, come and find me on social media. I'm at Travelling Lines, most places, except Twitter, where I'm at Travelling Line. And tell me what you learned from this episode and how it's going to change the way that you behave on social media. Hope that's working. Cool. What am I saying? See you next time. And until then, keep having adventures. Bye.